What's new, Nate? Um, got a new huck, huck pup date. Took him back and did some more bird training this weekend. And uh, he did really well again. Um, he still obviously wants to jump in and try to grab the birds, which is so we're trying to we're still kind of keeping him on lead most of the time. And uh, we actually did shoot some birds over him this weekend. So that was a big step forward. And um, he didn't care, didn't flinch, didn't seem to do anything. So so that's good. That's positive. Uh, we know he's not gun shy, at least in that situation. So, um, but anyway, we're, uh, we've been working him and just trying to get him out as much as we can, get him as much exposure as we can. And, uh, but, uh, he's been good. He's doing really well. He's getting it, huge. Huge. We'll have to hold you, have you hold him up when we're done recording. Um, the, uh, gun shyness in dogs is like every, new dog owner's greatest fear. I was just thinking that. I I thought maybe everybody just, there's like a huge sigh of relief if your dog's not gun shy when you yeah, introduce a it. Yeah, a lot of gun shyness is taught too. So like, yep. you know, gun, you know, dogs are born not necessarily averse to loud noises, but not knowing what they are mm. and like where they come from. Mm-hmm. So like a lot of guys will be like, well, I just took my dog to the gun range and we just stood there for an hour and, let him listen to it. That's not a good thing to do. It's a good way to make your dog gun shy. So you want to introduce gunfire to really fun things like fetching dead birds or, um, you know, live birds running around in the yard or, so you just want to make gunfire like a fun thing mm -hmm. for the dog. That way he just, you know, when he hears it, he knows it's a good thing, not a, something to be scared of fireworks are different so like gun shy dogs can be scared of fireworks because there's no source to the noise right like thunder is the same way right so like loud noises it just because your dog isn't gun shy doesn't mean they love loud noises love sources loud noises so like thunder and fireworks are different some dogs can still not like that even though they're not gun shy so it's all about, and you know, a lot of gunshotness is taught, but um, it also helps to like bang some stuff when you're feeding them, like make loud noises when you've put food down, uh, like clap your hands really loud or just make loud noises while they're being fed. That way they associate loud noises with good things. So that's so interesting. It makes me wonder what happened to our, our oldest dog. She is, um, she's shy of the sound of things frying. So in the smell of smoke. Interesting. Yeah, bacon frying, um, anything going into a hot oil skillet on top of the stove or smoke. All of that stuff she's just super freaked out about. Not gunfire. No, not gunfire though. <laughs> <laughs> what's new with you, Chav? What's new with me is kind of a shared what's new. I mean, you've got your own what's new, but you were at the what's new with me. Mm -hmm. We got to go to an event um, put on by the Florida Wildlife Corridor this past Friday night, it was the premiere of their film, The Great Divide. And it it's, it follows uh, the Lake Wales Ridge in Florida, which they equated to the Continental Divide of Florida, which is really kind of a unique way to look at it. Uh, yeah, and it's I guess it's kind of true, right? Because depending on which side of the thing you're on, that's the way the water runs, right? So anyway, good. that's an interesting 
perspective. Mm-hmm. So it's one of the most bi- biodiverse habitats in the world. You've got the scrub, you've got the lakes, you've got the marshes. Like it's, it's a really cool. So they took, it was Carlton Ward who is known for doing the last green thread, Path of the Panther. Um, he's done some National Geographic stuff. It was him, Mallory Lex Demick, and um, Joe Guthrie, a, a biologist from Florida, or Archibald uh, Biological Station. Anyway, they did a they did a trek, and Em and I got invited by a friend of the show, Chad Rashar, who's on the board of the of the Wildlife Corridor. We got invited to go to this premiere, and it was really cool. Like I had a good time, didn't you? Yeah, it was awesome. It was a Bach Tower, which is right near cool. the ridge. On the ridge. Uh, on the ridge that they were talking about, and. Um, I, I will say hats off to the event coordinators having done some of that in my past lives. Um, especially with COVID, they kind of had us in like a picnic style outdoor seating that they called it pods. So like Travis and I, because we were a unit were seated together, but separate from other people. And they had like, um, big paper bags of, um, charcuterie and dessert and water and they had you know wine and stuff and it was just it was really nice to be outside the weather was beautiful it was beautiful the film was great the film was really good so we'll be sharing that when it's out or i, I think it's going to be released for the public next week that oh is it that soon that. awesome yeah they were doing the premiere events and then they were going to release it to everyone so yeah it was really great anyway I'm glad we were privileged that we're going to revisit that later in the show but we were really pleased to, to be able to be a part of that and, and be there and uh, meet some like-minded people. What is new with you, Emily? Well, the people listened and we have two new reviews. So I'm just going to jump right in. The first one is from Cam Clam. Cam, Cam Clam? That's what it says. Cam, Cl- Cam Clam. Okay. Wouldn't it be funny if it right. was Clam Cam? I, well, it's C-A-M-C-L-A-M in I that know, order. I know, but if it was reversed, it would be like a like a live stream of a clam. okay uh it's it's called an adult onset hunter's best friend as a florida transplant transplant (laughs) transplant you as a florida don't want to cam on that Mm -mm. as a (laughs) (laughs) as a florida transplant and a new adult hunter Cast and Blast covers a wide range of topics for sportsmen and keeps the fun and camaraderie that you expect from a campfire discussion Topics from pythons and red tide to the office and if pineapple belongs on a pizza. Never had much interest in hunting ducks until listening to these guys talk about hybrid ducks and fried honey buns. Keep up the good work and stay woke. That's a pretty great one. I like the campfire analogy. Also, that might be, I I say this every review, right? Like that might be the greatest review you've ever gotten. Yeah. But it's a pretty good. I like it when they're able to encompass so much in like one little concise review. Mm Mm-hmm. That's pretty baller. We should hire them to write our blogs. We should. Because they could take a 2,000-word sicker review and uh, turn say. it into 72 <laughs> words by these ladies. Too long, didn't read. Expensive. <laughs> I'm, I'm dry. <laughs> um, okay, the next one is from uh, Jay Fury 5, who we, we happen to know is John Fury. Uh, is this the way? John Fury is like the new D-Wood <laughs> He is. He only communicates with, he's just via, like, with Apple reviews. Updates Apple his reviews. review every... Yeah. <laughs> he updated his review. Um, is so he five in jail? stars. maybe apparently i can reach out to mrs john fury hold on let me read this review it's called duck terms so he's referencing last week's episode which was called what uh suburban dictionary waterfowl edition yeah so we talked about duck terms you may not know in case unless you were a duck hunter um he says never duck hunted before so thanks for the lingo lesson now if i hire a guide next year any recommendations 
I'll be happy to understand what he's saying. Your show is awesome, but you're wrong about snow. Snow is also awesome. So go back and listen to last week's episode for this review to make sense. Not sure about he, the snow thing. He, he also says, I told my wife that Emily thinks I look like Val Kilmer. After she stopped laughing, she asked why I never mentioned that Travis was married to a blind woman. Wow. Wow. <laughs> you could, John, you could take a look at Emily next to me and realize that she has vision problems. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of issues with her vision. <laughs> the Stop fact that she it. fell for me. So thank you both for those reviews. Yes, those were fantastic. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts if you listen to the show. We'll feature it online, on air, and we love them so much. They make our entire lives. Also, somehow people are able to use them to find the show through the Apple magical algorithm things. That is not published anywhere. No one no understands. One understands. Yeah. What is noteworthy? This is a new segment we added this year. And I mentioned this last week. I'm going to mention it again. I'll mention it every week until they close registration. But the American Daughters Conservation Clay Shoot is February 13th. Um, that's at Fishhawk in, dang it, I should have looked it up. I think it's Lithia. I think it's actually in yeah, Lithia. Lithia. Yeah, I think you're right. Is that right? I think so. Nate's on it. Nate, Somewhere in that area. Nate's got me covered on that. So uh, make sure to check out... American Daughters of Conservation. I will put a link to that in the show notes. I failed at that last week. I said I was going to do it, and I and I failed, and I did not put a link to it in the show notes. How dare you? I don't know that anybody uses this, the show notes. Yeah, it's in Fishhawk in Lithia. Do you see? How, do you see? How I vamped and filled that black space. You there, did blank great. space there, so that I didn't have to. Um, second thing, Nate, I'm sure you saw this is uh, Republican Justin Humphrey. District 19 in Oklahoma introduced a House bill, House Bill 1648, which would call on the Oklahoma Wildlife and Conservation Division to create rules that would set forth a hunting season and license for those who wish to go out and hunt down the elusive Bigfoot. You know, here's my thoughts on that. Um, <laughs> if it if it gets a bunch of people to buy some tags and, you know, creates money for conservation... Then let them have their cake. That's what I say. But, you know. I just want to start like a countdown till a, a person gets shot. That's the that's the flip side, right? <laughs> or like someone walks into a zoo and shoots a gorilla or something. Yeah, I thought it was um, Bigfoot. I thought that guy. Yeah. I thought Travis is Bigfoot because he's really tall. Hybrid. It's a Bigfoot hybrid. <laughs> hybrid. <laughs> Do you even Bigfoot, bro? I, I, okay, I love this. And I love this because A, it's a sense of humor. Like, like it's a funny thing, and I think we're way too serious right. all the time. I mean, we aren't, obviously, <laughs> if you've no. listened to this for more than three minutes. But I think I, I like senses of humor. Um, and to his point later on, he talks about, and I don't have it in front of me, but he talks about the uh, the idea of tourism and that this might be a draw and it might generate some money and have a positive outcome. And he doesn't think they're going to be overrun with, with Bigfoot hunters. But <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a fun story this past week. Uh, second, second thing that is, or third thing, ADC, Bigfoot, uh, Bernie memes. How do you feel about the Bernie memes, Nate? Are you over them? Hilarious. They're all so funny. They're all hilarious. No. Every one yeah, of them Yeah, no, I'm not over them yet. Give me a week or so, it might be. But like, right now, it's like peak, peak Bernie memes right now. It's great. I remember having a conversation with Kaylee back during the Joe, Joe Exotic Tiger King meme thing. And we were talking about the, the Facebook group, Cast and Blast Florida, the group. And she was like, do you think they're overrunning it? Like, and I was like, I do, but I don't think we should restrict it. Cause it, I, it'll just run its course. Like people will get tired of it. Eventually yeah. stop posting them. But 
even now, like if someone posts a Joe Exotic meme that's new, they're always so freaking still funny, funny right? It's, yeah. it's like a, oh, yeah. it's like still a little funny. inside joke that you're shared with 500 of your favorite friends. So, you right. know what I love most about the Bernie memes was it was like a wild, it was like a, it was like the world was made of Christmas trees and someone threw a match. Like it was just the whole, <laughs> every corner of the internet lit up with Bernie memes at a rate that was incomparable. Yeah. Yeah. It, Bernie has united the country. So, uh, magically. <laughs> magically by sitting there like a grumpy old man. <laughs> um, we did one. I, I Did you appreciate that one, Nate? The one where I did, I, I put him in the boat with you and your brother and your brother's girlfriend on a model duck hunt recently. That was good. I feel like Millennium Marine should hit me up for some sponsorship on that because he was rocking the Millennium Marine seat when I got done. Yeah, he was. Uh, last thing I have, I just wanted to tee this up. We'll probably revisit this down the road as it becomes more heated or as it gets to the doldrums of we run out of things to talk about in like May, June, July. Um, the crossbow discussion that's going on in Montana right now, I've seen this all over social media. Should you have crossbows in archery season? Yes or no. And there's a whole lot of opinions about this. And we, I just wanted to let you guys know we are paying attention to it, watching it with bated breath. Um, I have not formulated an opinion on it yet. I do think there are two sides of that discussion. One, we talk about R3 and recruitment. The other, we talk about technology advances and when do we draw the line and where do we draw the line? And we mentioned it with our uh, Arizona department of game of fish a few weeks ago around cameras. So I, I think that's an interesting conversation and we probably need Dan, someone smarter than us, Emily, mm. we need Dan and Nate to have that conversation and you and I could take a week mm. off. I love that idea. <laughs> but uh, no, do you have anything off the cuff about it, Nate? Or you? Uh, I mean, there's a lot to unpack with crossbows and archery. And, you know, I've heard it all, seen it all because I was in the industry for a long time. Right. Um, but, yeah, there's there's good arguments for, good arguments against. Um, I think it just depends on where people land that day, really. So, yeah. Anyway, it's, a, it's an interesting conversation for sure. For sure. Uh, before we get to our main segment... It is time for us to mention our feature sponsor, Fletcher Hallett, Hallett Insurance, 904-315-5812. Duck season is winding down, and you know what that means is coming quickly. Turkey season, yes, but no. Fishing season. Everyone's going to want to be fishing because specs are biting. Specs are started biting down here. Um, or I should say crappie for you, Nate, because you're up in Georgia now, so you have to you have to call them something different. Yeah, I can't. I, I as soon as I cross the line, I don't know what a spec is. Yeah, you instantly become is. dumb about your your right. your black and white crappie identification. Um, but spec fishing season, uh, we're ramping up. Sheep's head are starting to bite really good. Spring is coming when all the inshore species are going to go nuts. Everybody's going to want to start going offshore. So if you have a boat, this is a great time to get Fletcher to give you a quote on your boat policy. 904-315-5812. You can call or text if you... Emily says it all the time, if you're a millennial and you don't want to talk on the phone, you can handle this entire transaction just about with text messages, which is amazing. What a time to be alive. Uh, Fletcher is on board with the Bernie Sanders memes, so there's no reason not to shoot him a text. 904-315-5812, or you can send him an email, fhallett at hallettends.com. Emily, how do they spell hallett? Double the L's and double the T's, hallett for all your insurance needs. Yeah. Main segment. So for duck season, because it's hard to pin me down, 
I'm hitting Emily and Nate with some cold stuff. So they have not seen the main segments the last couple of weeks. And it's working pretty good for right now. Like normally I like to spread, spread the love around beforehand, but here's what we're doing. Um, there is a, there's a game out there in the internet called Mary kill. And then another word. And mm-hmm. we have adapted that game. So we have a game as the foot. We haven't done a game as the foot in wow. low these many years, but this is our main segment. So I, what I've got is these are the three categories, chase, keep and release. So if you pick chase, that means that item is the item you have the most fun with out of the three. Like that's the one you, it's, it's, it's a good time. Keep is the item you're going to live with forever. Release is dead to you. It's, it's done forever. You, you're, you're through with it. So if you, if you okay. gave me Garth Brooks, Kenny Chesney and Taylor Swift, obviously I would keep Taylor Swift. I would chase Garth Brooks because I hate Kenny Chesney so much and I would release Kenny Chesney. Does that make sense? Mm. Does that give you a good okay. example of the of the way the game sure. works? Okay. So I've got six really hard ones and we're gonna tee these up. Nate, when I when I throw them out there, you go first and then Emily, you can just follow up on Nate and then I'll I'll fix I, it for I, you. I'm glad Nate's going first because I gotta Google some of this. I don't even know what some You'll of this be fine. is. You'll be fine. Uh, uh, that's not fair. The first one is I'm going music on the first one, just to get you warmed up, okay? Morgan Wallen, Tyler Childers, okay. Okay. Riley Green. God dang it. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm keeping Childers. You're keeping Childers. That's the forever yep. one. That's, your, that's the one that's, that's the like, I'm going to live with him no matter what happens. I'm chasing Riley Green, and I'm releasing Morgan Wallen. Wow. Releasing Morgan Wallen. There might Wallen. be some like... There may be some like serious backlash to that, but um, can you give me like what are the well-known Tyler Childers and Riley Green songs? Riley Green did "Grandpa's Never Die." Yep, he did. Uh, Tyler Childers is not a mainstream radio guy. Yeah, so you won't hear Tyler Childers look him on, up. on ninety-seven country. But some of his biggest stuff is like "White House Road," uh, "House Fire," "All Yorn," um, "Lady May." Yeah. Feathered Indians. Oh, he does Lady May? Keep, yeah. Yes. That's yeah. who is that? Which so one big, is that? Childers. That was that's okay. Tyler Childers. So that's a big TikTok mm. sound, right? Okay, I got it. I'm ready. He like You ready? Yeah. So Um I would keep Tyler Childers. I would chase Morgan Wallen and I would release Riley Green. Wow. Okay. Wow. So Nate released Morgan Wallen. You released Riley Green. Why do you hate Morgan Wallen? I think I would go... I've had his new album on, like, repeat. I think I would keep Morgan Wallen. I would chase Riley Green, and I would release Tyler Childers. What the what? Yeah, yeah I think Tyler Childers I'm might gonna be fair to those three. I'm going to quit this <laughs> podcast right now. Nate said you look more and more like Bigfoot. Morgan Wallen. Uh, can I equate this to something in the outdoors? Like Morgan Wallen's good. Like, listen, if you would have given me anybody else to pick... I would have probably picked on. I would probably like Chase Morgan Wallen, but like, Riley, Riley Green stuff is great. Emily's it's got like me listening really to this good. new Morgan Wallen song about desperados and potholes and stuff. Sand in my boots. Yeah, it's it's so fun and awesome. Like it, it should be on repeat. It's a great song. It sounds like every Zach Brown band song, but I like the lyrics mm. of it. It's better. I like all three of those guys. So, 
Um, that was a good one. That was a hard one, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Ready? It's about to get harder. Mm. That's what she said. Chase, keep, release. <laughs> Honey buns, bacon, beef jerky. <laughs> Nate looked at me like, what are the rest of the choices? Because. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, all right. So I'm going to keep bacon. I'm going to chase honey buns, and I'm going to release beef jerky. Emily. I am also keeping bacon. You have to keep bacon, I think. I think I'm opposite, though. I would chase beef jerky and release honey buns. Yeah, that's on brand for you. You're not really a sugar person. I mean, you like sugary stuff, but honey buns aren't at the top of your list. (laughs) I am not sweet, nor do I eat (laughs) sweet stuff. (laughs) <laughs> That's not what I meant, but I will I will own that. <laughs> um no, I think Nate had it right. I think you keep bacon, you chase honey buns, you release beef jerky. Why do y'all hate beef jerky? Beef jerky is one I don't of hate the ultimate bo- boat snacks. This is a choice of this stupid game. You I don't hate to, beef you jerky. Have to, you have to release something. Just like I don't hate Morgan Wallet. I don't hate beef jerky. Why are you but between those three choices, that's my that's that's the game, right? Nate it's like, is soft on. Beef you might jerky. like all these things, but can't can't keep them all. Are you ready for this one? This is going to be hard for Nate. And you're not going to care about this one. I have an opinion on this. Okay, that's why that's why it's broken up the way it is. You ready? How dare Nate? You. Here you go. Bluebills, wood ducks, model ducks. Hmm. <laughs> um. Hey, can I explain why I picked those three? Go for it. Because if I picked ringnecks, you can kill six ringers. Like, I didn't want a duck you could kill six of so that that way. Right. It. No, it's so smart. By, by being bluebills, it limited them. And, and, and model ducks is limited. Wood ducks is limited. And they're three differently behaving ducks. So, this is really a style religion right. discussion. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with the easy one for me. I'm going to go with, I'm releasing bluebills. Okay. Killing bluebills. Because you can only kill one. Like if last year, this might have been a harder question. You can kill two now. In that regard, in Florida, you can kill two right now. Well, okay. Still, I'm gonna release blue bills. Um, I'm gonna keep wood ducks. Okay, that's gonna be the and one I'm you live chase, with forever. Yeah, I'm gonna chase models. Wow, I know that was it was tough. That was a hard one, Emily. That was a hard one. I would keep wood ducks chase bluebills and release models why um i like well wood ducks are like the classic i don't know I, you, that was yeah. your first duck yeah I, I i just feel like I, I need to keep that and plus it's a lot of our livelihood <laughs> um this season bluebills i like for fun to like a chase because we have to go kind of far away to get them but i also still have in my memory that feeling of like the first time a huge amount of bluebills yeah. flew over the boat and i just yeah like that you don't really get that with wood ducks or models so that's why i would keep it for fun all right i'm gonna boggle y'all's mind i w- am going to keep model ducks that's the one i would chase forever or take forever i'm going to chase bluebills and i'm going to release wood ducks what has the wood duck done to you? He's burned me out this year because yeah. everybody wants wood ducks and they're the only ducks that are still around. And it's just been 
a grind chasing them. But beyond that, you're, you're asking me to choose between styles. Mo- yeah. Model ducks to me are a call and response duck. And the only really call and response duck we have in Florida. So you can, you can quack at them and get them to come back. They're, they're uniquely Florida. Like you can kill wood ducks anywhere, but you can't kill model ducks anywhere. Bluebills for kind of the same reason M said, like they're just relentless. They come in wave after wave after wave. They're dumb. I can't imagine a life wherein you don't have divers as much as I do love wood ducks. This is, this is Nate releasing Morgan wall. And like, like you enjoy Morgan, but you, if you got to make a hard choice, the hard choice I'd make would be wood ducks going away. So anyway, I thought that would boggle your mind. I thought you'd be keen to never hear. Do you even model bro? We've solved that problem. Okay. Have y'all noticed that by the way? (laughs) Yeah. Hardly ever. We hardly see any uh, hybrid pictures or duck ID pictures even. Yeah. It's been low this year. hasn't it? It, It's because we cast and blast Florida saw in conjunction with Texas A&M university. We essentially solved the problem. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, okay. I got three more. This is going to be the hardest one for Nate, I think. Spinning, casting, fly. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I don't think it's as hard as you hope it would be. Um, oh, brother, here we go. No, I'm keeping, I'm keeping spinning. I'm chasing casting, and I'm releasing fly rod. What? What? Yep. Look, I like the I like the fly fish, but if I'm gonna like choose what kind of fishing I'm doing, I'm gonna pick up a spinner rod. Like it's just gonna happen, my man. Wait, I'm going in front See, of you and just saying that he. Got I hadn't the right lost answer. my roots. I hadn't lost my roots too much, man. He got the I'm right still, answer. He. I, I'm still grounded. Right there in front of our eyes, we just saw a a boy become a man. Right here on the <laughs> podcast, <laughs> Emily. Do you want to weigh in on this? Have you ever thrown a casting reel? What What is it? A casting reel is like an open-faced bait caster. It's like a big heavy-duty. For for our purposes, it's like a big heavy-duty reel. Do you own one? Yeah, I own several. Maybe then. You fished with them before. Okay, then yeah. But I don't I don't know. Like I don't know what the difference is. Um, but yeah, for sure, always keep spinning. Um, that's I, your. That's all you care about. I've never done fly fishing, so I think I'd like to chase that. That's one of my goals is to go to Montana and do some fly fishing lessons out there. Nice. Wow. Just to say I've done it. I mean, that, what a cool experience that would be. Yeah. And to learn it out there. Um, so I guess I'm releasing uh, casting, even though I don't know what it is. Okay. Nate had the right answer. There's no, this is not, oh God. The S- arrogance. Spinning. Casting. Everything is always right or wrong. There, everything's yeah, binary. Right, it's got it. We all live in a binary Duh. world. No, no nuance whatsoever. What did what did don't Will you know? tell me? I I tried to heat up something in the microwave the other day, and Will's like, "You don't heat that up. That's wrong." <laughs> I was like, "Excuse me, it was a donut. It was a donut. That's what it was." Poor I put kid. a donut in the microwave for like five seconds, and he's like, "Ew!" And I was like, "Um, no, it's not wrong. It's just different." Apple meat tree. Uh, here's the yeah. He, here's, exactly. Here's the next two or the, the next one. I've got two more. Brim, specs, bass. Mm. And this is going to challenge Nate at a fly fishing level, I think. That's where we're going here. Is I think, even though he just released fly fishing, I think he's this is going to challenge his, his heart a little bit in the fly fishing arena. This was That's designed. This question was designed to trip up Nate. Okay. Um, I'm going to keep specs. 
I'm going to chase Brim. I'm going to release Bass. I love it. I love it. Spot on. Because there's nothing, listen, there's nothing better than either a cane pole with some crickets or a fly rod with a little bitty popper and you're just wearing the bluegill and brim out. There's nothing better than that. I don't care who you are. There's just the joy that comes over you when that's happening, when you're just like one after another. And then specs I kept because they're just so good to eat and they're just a lot of fun to catch too. So uh, bass, I love to catch bass, but if I had to get rid of one, it'd be bass. Yeah, I don't know how to catch bass, so I would I would eliminate bass as well. But I'm with you on everything else. And I will say, so when we when we eliminated fly a minute ago, this is one of the scenarios where in a fly rod can outperform anything else. Yes. Like I can think of yep. like three or four scenarios in the world, baby tarpon, uh dock light snook, and when you have brim on beds, you can use like a little rubber leg spider or or something like that. And with a fly rod, you yep. can just slap, wear them out. And you can you can catch them so fast because you don't have to rebait. Yeah. Pull them in, unhook them, right back in the water. Right back in the water. Do you have a, do you have an opinion on this? I'm 100% releasing brim because it's spelled bream. Are we, do we lay down at night and brim? <laughs> do we add crim to our coffee? What is that? I'm out. I would say I will keep a bass because I caught you a delicious bass. And then I guess I'll chase specs because I don't even know what that is. Okay. We're going to fix cool. that this year. Emily's never been spec yep. fishing. Definitely got to fix that. So, and as much as they like to catch food, fish to eat, she's got to in, in experience spec fishing. So that's going to happen this, this spring. Um, last one. These are all duck thieves. And so I've got gators, otters, eagles. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was a delayed laugh. I well, I'm just uh, several things went through my head. Um, Me too. I'm going in order of most likely to get my ducks. Keeping otters, chasing gators, releasing eagles. Beautiful. Wow! Thanks for listening to our show, everybody. That's the uh, no, beautiful. That was that was majestic. I'm gonna second you know what? that. I, there's no other answer. I think so, and I've never seen an otter get a duck before. Never seen it. Oh yeah, but I've seen gators and I've seen eater uh, eagles get them. Yeah, so. but you are right. I think otters are the least common to get ducks. Yeah, I think it's pronounced eagles, based uh, off what I'm seeing here. Eagles. The, the, the other thing that's uh, people don't know about otters is they will eat baby ducks too. Of course, so will. Mm. Everything else, but I don't think an eagle will work hard enough to eat a baby duck. But still, I would I would release them in the order. I would do the order you said. I would I would keep otters, chase gators, release eagles. Right. You're well, right. gators are good to eat, right? So yeah, that's true. Keep them, you know, keep them around. And otters also have some some game value for their pelts, and I've heard you can eat them. I've also heard they taste really yeah. fishy. There was a debate about that in our group recently. Saw and, that. Uh, Eagles, Eagles, you can't you can't pursue in any sort of game mechanism. No, nor would you want to because they're vultures. They're basically pretty buzzards. All right, that brings us to everyone's favorite segment of the show: keep and release. Uh, I'm gonna go first in releases, and then we'll let Nate go. My release is 
And this is, I want you, I'm going to give you a very specific example, but I want you to take the broader context of the release. Okay. This is how serious this is. I get a text this past week from longtime listener, friend of the show, AJ Stevens, that he knows JD, the cowhide manipulator, the review we read last week from a, from a listener. Okay. In real life, they're friends. Right. But AJ had never mentioned to JD a lot of initials for names up in the, the live oak panhandle area. AJ had never mentioned to JD that he should check out the podcast. And I'm I'm releasing that. Like, what the heck, dude? Like, what are you even doing with your life if you're not telling what your friends and family about the podcast? Like that's what a fan. Yeah, it's hurtful to me. I it it it, it hurt me in my in my very soul. Yeah. My heart cried. It was like it was dropped into a bucket of boiling water and then hit in the knee with a hammer. Okay. Anyway, that's my release. Nate, what is your release? So please tell people about the podcast. If you know people, yeah, you should tell them. Don't keep it a secret. Don't wait. This is not Fight Club, guys. Yeah. You're allowed to talk about this. Do you know how awkward that would be in a marriage if Nate one day was, was walking around and Catherine was like, oh, I heard your review on this podcast that I listened to and it was this podcast? Like, that would be so awkward for you guys. It would create marital strife. So yeah. avoid that. Be better than that and tell all of your friends and family and, and he's rolling whoever about the Avo- podcast. He's rolling. Avoid now. marital strife. Avoid tell marital strife. Spouses. Avoid friendship. Speaking of marital struggles. strife, we need to bring back the mailbag segment. I We have some mailbaggers sitting out there okay. that we'll revisit. Okay, good. Those are my favorite. Okay. Uh, Nate, what is your release? So my release are, uh, is, I don't know how to, if it's R is, Either way, they suck. They are wire, those wire closet uh, things. Oh. Shelves. Yeah. Speaking of marital wire strife, I see where this is going. No, it's not marital strife. <laughs> it's just like, like I hate, like my Sunday got crushed because of it. Literally and figur- figuratively. So we come, we go to Home Depot this morning <laughs> for other things and, um, we love our dog, but we brought the dog, but he's not very good on a leash, really. So he just pulls, pulls, pulls all the time. And he's getting strong, too. Like, I have to, like, death grip this leash to keep him close to me. And so I'm, like, kind of tired after that. I'm like, golly, that dog kind of wore me out at Home Depot. I get home. I get, <laughs> we get wings for lunch. I flick hot sauce in my eye. And I'm like, I have hot sauce in my eye at one point today. Today's sun being Sunday. We're recording on Sunday. So I have hot sauce in my eye and it takes, and it's very painful. Catherine goes into the, our room and the wire shelf on my side of the closet is on the floor. Like oh. all my clothes, all my shoes, everything on the floor. Like it just had a catastrophic malfunction. Is there not a better system? I'm, I'm sure there is. And I'm sure there's, I'm going to get suggestions, but there's got it. There's like, those things are so flimsy and crap and cheap and this is the second time we've had a catastrophic failure on these Catherine's side of the closet fell i don't know like a year ago or something like that and now it's happened to my side of the closet so i'm just like i'm over it i was very upset about it today and i just like power through i just powered through and just fixed it but i was angry about it the entire time and i'm still not really I'm still not really satisfied with it because I just know it's like a matter of time for it does it again. Yep. So anyway, I did put some extra like supports up. So hopefully that helps. But was it an interior anyway, or exterior wall? Interior. Well, that's uh, good. Interior wall. That's good. So, I mean, you know, putting the 
anchors or whatever in. It's not terrible, but still, I'm just like, what? Why? It's just one of those Cheap. things. That's like Cheap, a man. that's a milestone as a homeowner. I feel like that you have to you have to experience. And we Awful. we've done it. We replaced a bunch of stuff in our closet, and every we actually went to IKEA and bought an, a closet system that we could mount to the wall. It's like an IKEA version of the cheap Walmart wires that you're talking about. And yeah. every anchor point, we put a 75 pound wall anchor in every single screw because we had been through that before, um, and it actually oh, held. Oh, I got those big. I got those big butterfly. Oh, oh the yeah. Yes. I was like, I ain't playing around with this stuff anymore. <laughs> I'm getting something serious. This is not. This is not happening. So anyway, I'm okay. That's a I'm great fine. Release. I'm fine. I really, I'm fine. You <laughs> sounds like you might need to talk to somebody. Yeah, I feel like maybe we should set up a listener response line where every hour someone calls Nate and checks on him because I, he is not fine. <laughs> the closet has gotten uh. him. And what is your release? So my release, I want to talk a little bit more about the the, the wildlife corridor event um, that we went to. It was really, really, I'm so glad I went because I learned a lot. Like hearing Travis talk about it is different than hearing them talk about it. And um, they, they mentioned a couple of times during the event, all of the different stakeholders that were interested and or contributing to their cause of keeping all of the wild parts of Florida connected so that the wildlife is never segregated by um, non-contiguous de- development, basically. And they, they never mentioned um, outdoorsmen or h- hunters as a stakeholder. Um, and, so, and we've talked about this on the show so much, how a lot of hunters are conservationists, sometimes by default because of where their money's going, but also because they care. So many of us care. And so it's not necessarily a really, I'm not releasing anybody. I'm not mad at anybody, but it's a thing we're thinking about is how do we come to the table? Like, how can we bring our community of cast and blast people to the table and say, Hey, we want in on this too, because everybody wins if, if this initiative wins. And if you look at the wildlife corridor at at large, like right now, there's a huge focus on conservation, conservation easements, private lands, ranch lands, which are all fantastic. Like we've interviewed on the podcast, Adam Bass, we've interviewed Tracy Dean. We've, we've talked a lot about this stuff. We've interviewed a bunch of the ranch guys. Um, so this isn't an either or it's not a binary situation, but when you look at the whole wildlife corridor, there's a lot of contiguous public lands that connect to that. And those public lands are existent in large part. Yeah. There has been lobbying by nature conservancy or Audubon or whoever, but also hunters exist on the landscape. And that's why a lot of those public lands exist on the landscape going back for consumptive use and through licensing fees, through NWR dollars, through uh, Pittman Robertson. Like it's just not Pittman Robertson, but, but um, like migratory stamp dollars matches everything else. There's just a, there's a, it wasn't so much that they were ignoring us. It was almost like we don't sit at the same table. And what him and I were, were talking about is how do we, they are good people and they recognize hunters, but it doesn't seem to enter the conversation like it should. So when they, when they were ticking off supporters, you know, it was ranchers. Yep. It was conservationists. Yep. It was bird watchers. Okay. You know, it just kind of like, it was almost like odd that they didn't mention sportsmen somewhere in there, but I don't think that was an intentional slight or anything else. I think it's part of the nature of, and we've, said this before sportsmen really want to go to the woods and shoot our deer shoot our ducks go home and be left alone 
And we've got to do a better job of engaging them in that conversation because I think they're open to it. We just have to be open to it as well without disparaging the other side and engaging in that conversation at a, at a bigger level. Mm-hmm. So I think definitely the people, the squeaky wheels get the, the notice or whatever. And the hunters that are saw it today, somebody posted on a group that a hunter killed a bluebill, breasted it, and then hung it on a sign by a boat ramp. Those are not our people. We do not condone that activity. And those are the people that get noticed. And that is what people think our, our culture is about. Yeah. And so that's the thing we have to fix in order to be able to be invited to the table to get in on this stuff. So, yeah, we have to, we have to have a a bit of a come to Jesus meeting as a, as a group, like the hunter side. Um, anyway, Anyway. do you want in on any of that? Are you good with all that? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's pretty, I feel like that's kind of stuff is all over the place though. Like it's all these really great, um, uh, you know, land initiatives that may not necessarily have to do with hunting. And then the hunters just aren't around or don't know about it or haven't supported it for God knows why, because there's another group on there that they don't like, or, you know, some kind of BS like that. Like that just drives me crazy. It's like land is land is land land. That's not houses is great no matter what. So, I mean, yes, it'd be great if we could hunt it. Awesome. And, but, you've got to be a part of the conversation to even get the opportunity to try to lobby for the fact that you can hunt it. So anyway, I just, I've got some feelings, but, but yes, I do agree with you. We should, um, you know, definitely step up as a group and be more involved and stuff like that for sure. Do you want to go first on keeps? Um, sure. Yeah, I'll go first on keeps. Um, this is probably going to be one of your keeps, but it's uh, definitely mine. It was very, very much highlighted this week uh, for several reasons, but it's definitely, and we've said it before and we'll say it again, I promise. Um, it's definitely the Cast and Blast group community, this group of weird people that we've built over the last uh, three and a half years, which is kind of crazy. Um, so first of all, obviously your dad's birthday post thing was awesome. Like I loved every part of that, every minute of that. Um, I just thought the, I, just, I could just see your dad just sitting there, just like just getting all these texts and making sure he answered every one of them. Cause it's just kind of who he yeah. is. And, um, uh, I love that. That was a great idea. And, uh, it really just like seeing that brought back a lot of the memories that I had growing up with your dad. And, um, being in the woods with him and you and my dad and uh so it just really it really warmed my heart a lot to see that and so thank you uh community for that that was a lot of fun but also um another thing i'll put out is the um the millers uh you know john and uh uh fannin were yeah fallon thank you uh were you know got canceled on a hunt they were driving and then you know i think it was was it adam um, Adam Mobley. Who was it? Adam Mobley. It was Adam. It was Piped Adam Mobley. Yeah, like, he was flying so low. Yeah. He was like, hey, I got a spot. Come on. You know? Uh, and so for us to, for someone just to pick up and just be like, yeah, you got, um, you got stood up. That sucks. Come hunt with me. I think it's just cool. It's just a cool, we just built a really cool tight knit community that really uh, helps everybody out. And um, it's just a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to watch. And it's it like, it makes me proud to be a part of it, really. So thank you and good night. 
you, you took <laughs> you took my keep almost verbatim. Um, I will add in. Did you see this week? Like this weekend. Fletcher Hallett, Ryan Briggs, like these guys from all around the state were meeting up to hunt together. Uh, Steve Whittem, I think, was there. Like, it's just, it's exactly what you said. And I've, I've gotten texts from a lot of those people and a lot of other people are like, wow, this is a really cool community you guys have built. And it's, yeah, yeah, we've given the framework to build it, but it's really built because of the people that are in it. Like, absolutely. Like the, it, it seems to attract the right people. And it, that's a, that's a cool thing. And do you want to talk about my dad's text messages at all? Because, I mean, you guys have, you guys have said everything there is to say, but just knowing, um, knowing Mr. Thompson and being in his family is one of the greatest joys of my life. So it was really awesome to have our, our community just reach out to him and love on him that day. So thanks guys. I feel like that's something we should revisit down the road for somebody. (laughs) Like, I don't know who, but I feel like that was such a magical day that cost nobody anything. Other than, a, than some text messages. Yep. And of course, my dad might still be on a plan where he has like 300 text mes- messages a month or something. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the only existing person with that. But uh, behind the scenes, I will tell you that mom said he would not click the like button. She, she was like, Steve, just click the little thumbs up or the heart or whatever. He responded to every single one of them. I got messages from people. I got messages from Cindy Stites in Indiana saying, hey, I just talked to your dad about my deer last year. Um, nice. Like he That's was having awesome. conversations with people about snook, about tarpon, about deer, about elk, about just anything and everything. It made his day, did it not? It did. He was tickled. I think he was honestly overwhelmed. Like, mom said he stopped counting at 110 messages. Yeah. And that was on his birthday. And I know he was still getting them the next day when they came over for dinner. Yep. <laughs> he was still getting text <laughs> messages about that. Um, the other thing, the other great comment, we mentioned Chad earlier, Chad Rashar. How did he put it? He's like, it was like. He said, it's like, uh, it's like the, he's the hunting and fishing Santa Claus. It's like when you, when you're little and you call that number to talk to Santa Claus. It's yeah, like texting yeah. the hunting and fishing Santa Claus and getting a prompt response. <laughs> nice. I was like, that's a great way to put it, it was if you know in said, real life. Yeah. So thank you guys so much for that. M, do you want to do your keep? Yeah, I'll do it. It's totally not related to the outdoors. We should have ended on we should have, but, but we did it backwards. But I'm I'm gonna throw you guys a bone because most of our listenership is male, and um, whoa, when this uh, when this episode goes live, we're about two weeks away from Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day. So I'm gonna put this out there because it's an inexpensive, really cool gift. So Amazon has these prisms that you can buy. They're just clear prisms, and you if you hang them in a window at your house, they cast when the sunlight hits them. So like once a day for about 30 minutes, they'll just cast rainbows all over the house. I got some to hang in my office here at home. And the magic hour here for me is 3 PM where that window is. And it's like the little burst of energy and joy. I Serotonin. get from w- walking into that room at 3 PM. And there's just like rainbows everywhere. Will likes it a lot. Our 14 year old. Um, so I don't know. It's just something that I think any, anybody would like in their house. You know, you can hang it on the window in the kitchen, hang it in a bedroom. It's just a little something. Kids, kids it's would like, love it. It's like $10 and you get two of them. So if you wanted to just give them a little, little prism for Valentine's day, I just think that's a sweet little gift. I will put a link to that in the show notes. I promise I'll go find it. it in may, our and I'm orders. sure I'll get absolutely roasted for that in 
Cast and Blast Sword of the group on Facebook. So if you want to see me get roasted, please join us on Facebook. That's our group name, <laughs> and we would love to have you. <laughs> Don't forget to leave us a review. Don't forget to, you can go to castandblastfl.com and click on the store and buy any of our merchandise that we have. Just no 3XLs. And <laughs> uh, I think that's everything I got. You got anything else, Nate? No, I don't. Stay woke. <laughs> <laughs>